what was that feeling like in here? Knowing that Queen Nicki Minaj brought me out yeah. on home court, boss. Mental. I was thinking that's got to be one of the most surreal times. Where was where did the light bulb go off in your mind now? Mm-hmm. For Queen Speaks. I'm very petty. If someone yeah. tells me I can't do something, I have to show them I can do it. There's been a mm-hmm. few peaks in my career where it's like, whoa, I've gone viral. And then it's like, but not everybody knows me. Mm-hmm. But then, I, whoa, I've gone viral again. And one of them was look at me now. So if you look at RIP, I'm doing this in the thumbnail. You look at DIV, I'm doing this in the thumbnail. I want to make sure people understand. Mm-hmm. This is the formula. If you if you come and mm-hmm. rattle the bear, yeah? yeah? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, I have a really, really, really special guest in the building. <laughs> Listen, she's a musician. She's a radio and TV personality. Listen, she's just a ball of energy, and she's so creative. And she's visiting us way in Toronto, way from the UK. You know we have in the building today? We have Lady Leisha in the building <laughs> <laughs> so like big shack 2024 <laughs> you understand and that that that's uk there that's the the vibe you guys have you this know is what it. I mean? this is it man trust yeah. me welcome to toronto thank you it's you good to I'm... be here man it's my yeah. first time first time first time touching down in the suits yeah okay and, uh... <laughs> first time in toronto or first time in canada First time in Toronto, yeah. I've been to Montreal. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. Um, and I went there t- solely to work with some producers called Banks and Ranks. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me, yeah, you need to go to Toronto next. And I was like, yeah, one day. And now we're here. But this was just spontaneous. Yeah. Come from St. Kitts to here. Yeah. From hot, hot heat to <laughs> English freezing cold weather. Like, yeah. So you have, okay, so it was St. Kitts straight to Toronto. So you haven't been home yet. I haven't been home. Yeah. Dirty stop out. Listen, like, I even come in here, I was thinking, what am I actually going to wear? Yeah. All I've got is bikinis, maxi dresses, open shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I twist down here, yeah, man, the cold just slapped me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, well, isn't it the same type of weather that you guys have in the UK or are you finding a bit colder? What's the real difference? Um, nah, it can get this cold in England, 100%. I do, I do feel like, even in the car, just driving on the motorways and stuff, is it highways here or motorways? Highways. Highways. They yeah. look like motorways, that's what like, I'm saying. When, when you say there's certain things you're going to see in this conversation where it's going to be different than what we hear usually, yeah. but I understand what you're yeah. saying. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you say motorways, I get it. It's, we call it highways, yeah. but I get it. you got you got places that look like Canary Wharf in London. you got you got um, a food court that looks like the Westfields in Stratford, London. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things that remind me of London here. Mm-hmm. So I do feel kind of safe. Yeah, yeah, it feels like England. Definitely. Did you try any salmon since you got here? Oh, no. I haven't. I know. I'm slacking. I'm really slacking. And I'm meant to be going tomorrow, but mm. I might just have to extend because I need to try the salmon. Come on. You can't come all the way here. And I know salmon's your favorite food, right? Yes. You can't come all the way here and not try your salmon. That, that's almost like disrespect. <laughs> Is it disrespect? So yeah. what, you think you got the best salmon here? I'm I'm not saying yay or nay. That's for you to decide. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's good. 
because mm-hmm. there's no expectations. Yeah. But yeah, just point me through. I, to be honest, I don't actually know any restaurants or anything. I haven't really been out there yet. I've just been straight from studio back. Working. So, yeah. yeah, man. You're here on a, it thing. seems like you're here on a secret mission. You just pull up to the studio for a minute. Let's have a chat while you sneak back out and continue your secret mission. Yeah, now you know what it is. It's literally, I feel like I'm back in my early 20s again. There was a time in 2013 where I just got up. I, I tweeted, oh, I'm going to be in LA. If anyone wants to work, hit me up. And I only, I think I only went for five days. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I always do the five-day trip. I all to this day, I do five days. And if I extend, I extend. Yeah. Um, and I ended up meeting a lot of producers and like going from LA to getting driven to Las Vegas, then getting flown to New York. People were just hitting me up in different states. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. Let's go. And then I ended up touching Chicago. Oh, my, that was the worst mistake of my life. It was a great experience, but yeah. the weather, yeah. it's got nothing on this. This is this is summer here compared to how it was in Chicago. That's there. how cold it is out there? It was freezing. Like yeah. icicles, like when there was tears dropping, yeah. Straight to icicles, the serious, it was that cold, no word of a lie, but that's how I feel. I feel I'm in that kind of zone again where I just want to be spontaneous and meet new people and just go on a journey and not expect anything, just... Just go with the vibe, man. Yeah. Go where the vibes are. For sure. And especially yeah. coming out of like a two, three year pandemic, two year, it's like the reset. They push yeah. a reset and you say, you know what? I'm ready to venture and find my old new self again. Exactly. This is it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the government owe me two years of my time, please. Like we've lost two years. Yeah. And sometimes even forget what year we're in. I thought we was going into 2023. Listen, you're talking like, about, I'm forgetting years months <laughs> the time everything is just like i feel like i'm in a like in a time warp or something it's where weird, just i can't get adjusted to time anymore yeah it's very weird yeah weird living life right now it's all good all right because on this podcast you know we like to go right from the beginning then bring it right up to yeah. you know what you're my first guest of the year Am I? Very first guest oh of the God. year. 2024, right there. <laughs> first guest of the year, and you're from way over UK, and this is exclusive. Wow. This is mental. Yeah. This is bombs dropping. I'm going to have to put those in. After. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I know you grew up in the zero, one, two, one. <laughs> I have to start you from the zero. It's o one two one. <laughs> Yeah. Zero, it's o- one, o- two, one. You have to say oh, one, two, one. <laughs> Zero is too many syllables. It's got to be like oh, one, two, one. Okay, you know what? And there's a little... Oh, one, two, one. Exactly. See how nice that just yeah. slides off your tongue? Right. That's why you're the wordsmith. I just <laughs> ask the questions. You understand? Yeah. What was it like growing up in Birmingham then? Um. Wow, we're going Batman. Mm-hmm. It was pretty straightforward. I mean... We were one of the very few families that were black in, in a white-dominated area. And it's very run down. And even to this day, it's the same. Yeah. Um, but we had a youth club. And that's honestly what saved me. Mm-hmm. It saved my life. Like, that was my outlet. Somewhere I could just escape. Mm-hmm. Be someone else. Create a character that, that I want to become. And still, Lady Leisha is someone that I want to become. She's mm-hmm. fierce. She's sassy. You know? She, she gets the job done. She yeah. does what she says. And then there's little militia that's like, I get shy sometimes and I get anxiety. It's just like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the youth club saved me back in the day. And 
Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, I was a tomboy, always climbing trees. What? Riding big... Still am, as you can see. I know it. <laughs> I don't know why I said was. I'm still a tomboy, guys. But... um. Kind of switch it up nowadays. You could, never okay, catch me in a dress you before. Huh? You never catch me in a dress before. But now, yeah, yeah sometimes I switch it up, you know. Right. Christmas right. Eve, I had a little cute dress on. I was like, yeah. little heels, my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, where was I? <laughs> you were telling me what it was like. The youth club is what really yeah. saved you. It did save me. It did mm-hmm. save me. And without that equipment and the facilities to like help me understand myself and develop myself as an artist mm-hmm. I don't think I would be this developed because you know a lot of people they just have that one song and they blow up overnight and they, they're not even prepared for it they don't know the stresses that come with it or having thick skin and just yeah. just there's so much to it but um, I think with me I was I was able to like mix and master DJ learn how to produce like so many different things and that was from the youth club so I'm really really happy about that and all of that happened in the youth club yeah literally like I learned how to do everything in the youth club so when I found out they were tearing it down I was Mm -hmm. just yeah I was so upset about that are you the youngest or oldest sibling in your family guess I would, for some reason, you're either the youngest or the middle. I don't think you were the oldest. <laughs> well, I watched your um, your Stork Ashley. I was stalking your Stork Ashley's video. And I heard you say the same question. And you said the same thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you choose what I am. I'm not even going to mm. say. I'm okay. going to see if you can get the energy from okay. me. Okay. All right. So as I say, I'm... I think you're either the middle or the youngest. I'm leaning more towards the youngest. And you being the youngest, I think that you were problem child and not because you were Gosh. really a problem. Hold on, listen. <laughs> let me. Not because you were really a problem. It was because your imagination and everything that was going through your head, your, your parents or probably your siblings couldn't really understand you. You were the weird one out of everybody. Stop me when I'm wrong. Ah, boy. Come like Mystic Meg. Like, we need to start calling you Mystic Muscle or something because it, it's like, it's like you just read me like yeah. a book. But no, um, you, are on, you are on the right path. I feel like I am the youngest. Um, but I actually have a younger brother that I didn't know mm. I had until okay. I was like in my 20s. So... I still feel like I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest sister. in your household. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, so, yeah, you're right, because I was, out of all my siblings, I was the one that was playing football with the lads, climbing trees, going into scrapyards and trying to find decks so we can make our own <laughs> studio. And all my other siblings were just, they had everything together, I felt. Like, they, they already knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just was just like... I want to do music. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely what I want to do. And they kind of wanted to be nurses, and you know, so you're right. <laughs> All right. It was again. It was just yeah. a real educated guess because again, me being a creative person by nature, you could look at somebody and understand. Okay, you were the one. You were the oddball out of your family. Not in a bad way. It's just this is what's in you, yeah. and you have to find a way to let it out. And as being a child, you probably didn't know the best way to do it, mm-hmm. but you just had to do it. 
Yeah. I mean, you just giving me flashbacks of my childhood and I'm just thinking, <laughs> wow, like, mm-hmm. people probably didn't understand me growing up because mm-hmm. I was weird. I still am weird. Of like, course. And it's so... And it's so weird because <laughs> some people can even love it or some people just be like, nah, that's, that's. And, and I love chilling with people that can understand my energy and can read the room and mm-hmm. know the assignment when it's ready to come because I can be weird, but then I can be introvert as well. It's just depending on the people I'm around, you'll get, you'll get yeah. the real me. Do you know what I mean? The surrounding and the, and the energy. Mm-hmm. Energy is everything. As a creative, you usually absorb Whatever is energy, and that's what you're gonna put. You're gonna put back out is the energy. Well, this is it. It's a blessing and a curse. I I feel like I'm quite spiritual, mm-hmm. um, and I get a lot of signs and stuff like that. And one thing that I feel God has blessed me with is having the ability to know when I'm around the right people. Mm-hmm. Like my energy, I don't know what it is, but inside of me, it's like a good, it's your gut instinct. But there's something up here as well. I don't know what it is. There's something mm-hmm. there, and there's mm-hmm. something here. And it's like you have a conscience. Subconsciously, you don't even know mm-hmm. sometimes the vibrations that someone's giving you. But if you have that talent, you have that gift, you can walk into a room mm-hmm. and you can just, you can actually smell <laughs> the energy on someone. Ener- oh, like it's just reeking off them, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to say a word. They could be on silent. Mm-hmm. You, probably, you probably haven't even met them before. Mm-hmm. But I've I've got that kind of gift where yeah. it's like I know now who I should mess with, who I should be around. And um, that really helps me guide mm-hmm. this new journey I'm going in. But you see, it's also a curse almost because you take on everybody's energy also. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you're down, you're almost more down than everybody else this because you're absorbing it. This you know what I mean? It. But that's the thing with being creative. It's like over here, I'm super creative, but here I'm absorbing a lot of energy I shouldn't. So you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to take the good with the bad. Bad. (laughs) It's too bad to be good, but it happens. And I feel like, you know, because I'm, I'm like, they call it breadwinner Mm -hmm. of the family. It's like I've got accountability of everybody's emotions, what they need in their life to be financially stable. Like I've got a, I'm the youngest, but I'm taking care of everyone. And, and that's a lot for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and like, my sister's kids and stuff. I just got to make sure that everybody is getting looked after and everyone has a, a good life. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to deal with other people's emotions and how they feel. And I just take it on. It's hard, you know. Life is actually really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. But you, you see the only reason why you take on everybody else's stress is because you're a good person. You worry about everybody else. You could have yeah. gone off, do your own thing and, hey, if yeah. anybody makes money, Bye. I don't know. <laughs> hey. But it's, again, it's that caring yeah. spirit inside of you that's like, Frig, I, I know what I got to do, so then let me just push on and get this done. No, this is it. I, I do this solely for my mom. Mm-hmm. If if my mom didn't give me this purpose, like, I turned my pain into purpose, like, mm-hmm. from a very young age. Like, I didn't really have um, a very nice um, environment growing up. Mm-hmm. And I use that as a machine to let my mom know, you know what, one day I'm going to get you out of this. I'm going to get you away from all of this and I'm going to buy you a house because that's all she ever wanted, you know what I mean? And 15-year-old me, my mom's not taking that in, you know what I mean? She's like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up being able to do it. But the the thing is, because she's got the old school mentality of, 
she's just conditioned to be like settled. I just want to stay here. It's too mm-hmm. much stress. Yeah. She stayed in the same house, and I just uh, bought the the house next door. So she's she's got the biggest house in the block now. <laughs> she knocked it through. She's got a so big house. Good. But mm-hmm. it, it's music is the, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. My mom is the reason. Yeah. So without her, I wouldn't be able to just keep continuing to do this. You know. I hear you talk about your mom a lot. How was how's your relationship with your dad? Hey, <laughs> wait, where's the way nephew? <laughs> no, um. You know what's mad? Like, all jokes aside, like mm-hmm. me, me and my father, um, we never really ever had a relationship, mm-hmm. you know. And I've never ever spoken about my father on an interview. It's probably the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time has gone on, and when my sister passed in twenty nineteen, I think something changed in him, and so realization has kicked in now that all he does have, mm-hmm. getting older, is you know, family, mm-hmm. you know, unity um, and just support. So I think realisation has kicked in and now he's making an effort to mm-hmm. speak to us more. And so it's good. Like, I do chat to him now, you know. Yeah, good. That, that's, that's, that's good yeah. because, again, as everybody matures, develops into their self, sometimes he might have seen you as a little girl for the longest time, mm-hmm. wanting you to mold in whatever he wants to mold you and yeah. you being the rebel... You want to do what you want to do. So you guys had to eventually mm-hmm. some way find, you know what I mean? Find some middle ground. Somewhere. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely that. Like, I didn't want to be what he wanted me to be, like a nurse or a carer and stuff like that. I said, no, I want to be I want to be a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine hearing that, a little black girl telling their father, no, I don't want to be a nurse, I want to be a rapper. Yeah. So obviously he's not going to take that as a serious thing. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do to prove, because I'm very petty, I'm a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I'm very petty. If someone yeah. tells me I can't do something, I have to show them I can do it. So, for example, there's a time when um, one of my friends got a security guard badge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how'd you get that? And he's like, you can't do something like this. And I was like, all right. Went to the job centre because I didn't have a I didn't have a job. I was broke. I was signing on. I got them to, to pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Came back in, warm. There's my, my badge. What are you saying? And I actually yeah. met a lot of great people in that line of work. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So where I was going is basically I had to run away. Mm-hmm. I, I left um, Birmingham and I went to London. Just mm-hmm. one little suitcase. It was just chilling in people's sofas, living out of bags and boxes. And I just I made a promise to myself, I cannot come back to Birmingham until I've mm-hmm. made it, until I've proved to my father that I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it took a very hard slog. <laughs> but what you see, what you have, a lot of people have. Some people have talent. Some people have determination. Mm-hmm. You seem to have the both. You understand <laughs> talent and determination. So once you have those two together, you become unbeatable, boss. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that um, six, when you were six, six. you wrote your first. You got to say six in the six. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I had enough of you when we just turned on his yeah, camera. You know? I had enough of you already. You know? <laughs> listen, I know when you were anyway. six, you wrote your first. It was it was it a song or, or a poem? Was it it's Sister Nancy? Yes. Yeah, the Sister Nancy Bam Bam. Yeah, that song Bam Bam. My mom used to play it around the house all the time, and I think that's the song that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So I'd done it for my mom's voicemail on her phone. 
like a little melody and I, I can't remember the words but I definitely do my own remix and everywhere I go to this day I still do that song pay yeah. homage for Sister Nancy because I won't be where I am What her. was it about Sister Nancy in particular where this is what locked you in to the music? I have no idea you know what it is? I think it's because I don't think I can sing in it but if you put that song on I can say it in a way where it sounds like I can sing, like I got tone. And I feel like the, the tone that she has on that song, the clarity of her voice and stuff, mm -hmm. it made me believe that you don't actually have to be a pop singer to sing. You can have melodies, still ride the beat and still sound like a bad girl because she sounds like a bad oh. girl riding that rhythm, you know. Yeah. And the fact that so many people sample it to this day, it's just, she's legendary. She's, yeah. she's, she's amazing. So something ignited in me mm -hmm. with that song and I think it's just the way that she's just she's just in the pocket of the beat like she's like a rapper but she's singing and that's all always what I've wanted to be yeah. like so yeah that's the, did you ever meet her before no I was meant to meet her at Boomtown yeah. so we were both performing at the same time at Boomtown and I was so stressed at the promoter mm -hmm. I literally was like how can I meet her and he's like oh I don't know because she's all the way down there mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I didn't get to meet her at the end. Like, I literally saw her at the end of the set come off the stage. And I was like, yeah. oh, one day, hopefully. Eventually. Don't worry. Eventually. Wrote your song, put it on your mom's voicemail and stuff. Who was, so then now that that was reggae, who was probably the first rapper or R&B singer now that made you know that, okay, this, I want to do rap. First, you wanted to do music, you know, but then now you said, okay, this is rap. Because you could have probably said, okay, I want to do dance all. Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. artist made you look and say, holy smokes, it's rap I want to do? Hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name Chicka Chicka Slim, Slim Lady. <laughs> yeah, Eminem, man. 100%. And it was that song. I know, I remember where I was. I remember mm -hmm. the smell of the room. It's actually crazy what, what music can make you remember, you know, reminisce. So Eminem is the reason why I decided to take music seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, I see him running down the road in a Superman outfit. I'm like, I want to be just like yeah. him. He's spitting bars, but he's being funny. And, and for some reason, I don't want to leave my eye. My eyes can't leave the screen. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm so infatuated with what he's going to say next, what he's going to do next. And that's literally what inspired the Queen's Speech series, just having something where people do not want to take their eyes off the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Eminem is my He was savior. the one that said... You heard the Nancy, but Eminem solidified it. Rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and what really connected me to Eminem is that he's he's like his childhood background, like just what he went through. I could really like relate to that, and it made me think, oh wow, so you can, you can talk about what you're going through personally to the world, yeah. and not feel a way about it. Because I know growing up, I didn't have a clue about anxiety and depression. I don't think those words existed. So I never knew how to deal with what I was going feeling. and feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Eminem really helped me to express mm -hmm. and, and try poetry and then eventually yeah. unwrap. Yeah. What type of person were you in high school? Uh... Just funny. People would call me the class clown, but I wasn't like a disrupted person. Mm -hmm. Like I was actually a really good girl, you know. Very, very good girl. Um, I we'll, really, we'll go with that. We'll go with that for I right was, now. I was a good little girl. Like yeah. I really would get my head down, do everything that, that was asked of me. But I just was really bad at math, science and um, history. Okay. I was good at performing arts. I passed all my performing arts, obviously, in drama. 
But anything else, I was yeah. just wasn't yeah. great at. So it's like I knew from the jump, like I knew music was destined for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would say your friends in high school too, they would say, if anybody was going to become anything in music, it would be you? Yeah, they they would, I 100%. Because I was in all the cabarets, all the talent shows, mm-hmm. doing all these covers of, of different songs. I was in all the plays growing up. I was Alice in Alice in Wonderland, like Mumbo. You know what I mean? So... I've done, I've done a lot and I think even acting, mm-hmm. just growing up and having that opportunity to be in drama classes and being in plays, that helped me with music, the animation, do you know what I mean? The delivery, the way that I brought out my eyes sometimes, it's all to do with the drama side, mm-hmm. which I never really understood when I was doing it. But as I've had time to just relax, took, took some time off, I had to look at some of my old videos and mm-hmm. I was like, this acting in this, but I never saw it before. I was just performing. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Even college. You went to college? University? Yeah. yeah what, what did you take in there? I went to South Birmingham College and I did a producing course. I don't know why. It was just so random. Producing, eh? Yeah, because I've, I always love to do producing as well, mm. but I just didn't really understand how to do it, do it. Mm. I didn't finish it. I don't know why. I just... Just thought, no, I need to go back to music. It's yeah. getting taking up too much of my time. Mm-hmm. So then I'd done um, a drama class in Access to Music, and I didn't finish that neither. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it's just meant to be music for me. You were just <laughs> ready to go into the real world and figure this out. Let me just, yeah. I want to go. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like everything they were teaching me in school and in these colleges, I already kind of knew mm-hmm. already, like as far as like, they're telling me how to write write lyrics and stuff. I already kind of knew all of that. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it's wasting my time and I, I need to get it now. Like I'm yeah. hungry now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. So then you said, okay, so then I guess, was it before college or after college you decided to go to London? It was after. So I think I had... What was the job I had when this all happened? I think I was working at Subway. I used to love that job. I was going to be the manager and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, sorry, i got to go to London for a radio show. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think I think it was definitely after college. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I was 23. That, that was when I, that's when I well, went so to then, London. This was about two years ago? <laughs> oh bloody wish oh my gosh I wish man yeah. <laughs> but yeah no I just I just thought you know what I need to grind out my 20s so I can just relax in my 30s and mm-hmm. I know who I am in my 40s mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I can retire in my 50s yeah listen as a true artist musician creative you never retire you really have plans on retiring I feel like I I feel like I'm in retirement now retirement from what though Hmm, it's a hard question. Mm. I feel like because I've always been active, I've always been consistent, everyone knows, oh, she's dropped a new video. And then that just slowed down to the point where it was just completely standstill. Mm-hmm. I just started to think, who am I? You wake up and you don't actually understand who you are because you've always been on that treadmill, just mm-hmm. running, running, running through life, doing this show, going to that studio session. And when you just stop doing all of that, it's like, whoa, who am I? Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> I really didn't understand who I was. So it took me a minute, but I think COVID definitely humbled a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It made you aware that 
this nothing that you do is promised and you have to create other revenues of income mm-hmm. and that's when I started to get into like alcohol the alcohol business Camel. yeah camo I've got a new one coming as well called unleashed okay. spirits yeah. um but yeah no I just wanted to do different things because I've always thought I was a entrepreneur I've always thought I was a businesswoman I'm not just music I'm more than music you know so yeah that was it what was the biggest difference for you or was there a shock moving from Birmingham to London mm. yeah I mean it's so weird I think it was a big shock because one I had to sacrifice not being able to see my mom mm. anymore or my siblings how, how far are they apart it's two and a half hours. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's like from here to like a little past Buffalo. So yeah, that's kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though it might even seem like it's not that much, but when you're just in London at that time, it was just so busy, and you just you're up early mornings, late nights. You don't really have the time to be doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a massive difference because I'm now coming from staying in my own bedroom, my own space, to now staying in someone's sofa <laughs> and living yeah. out of like the bags that I like I've brought something so now I'm mm-hmm. using that bag as my actual luggage bag yeah. it was a hard hard struggle um, but it was a pleasurable one because it's just great to look back now and just see like wow Leash you really were so resilient you didn't take no for no you just literally just kept going people would say certain things to me you know like you're too dark like these, the maddest things that I see people say online, I think it would never be me. Yeah. And it literally happened to me. Oh, no, 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 you're too dark. Or that colour makes your skin too dark. Or maybe you should dress like a lady. Use the lady in your name. And like, <laughs> all these little things. Yeah. And it's just like, no. I always just say to myself, if I do this my way, mm-hmm. I will be here for the long run. If I do this the way everyone else wants me to do it, I'm just going to be gone with the wind, yeah. you know? Because um, you're no longer you. You're mm-hmm. whatever somebody asks of you. That's not what you've become. Exactly. And because, like I told you, the energy I have been given that gift, like, I just felt I didn't feel right around these certain people. So I decided to do everything my way mm-hmm. um, and the long way. But I think the reason why I've sustained this career is because it was been the long way, mm-hmm. you know? I think if I'd done it the quick way or just jumped on features and didn't really perfect the craft of my lyrics and stuff like that, even down to producing, um, I wouldn't still be here. Yeah. People, you wouldn't be chatting to me, I feel. I feel like yeah. you would have just said, oh, she had that one viral tune, but she didn't really, you know, sure. she yeah. doesn't really put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I put the groundwork in so no one can really chat to me like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, yeah. I've done my groundwork and... Mm-hmm. I know a lot about hip hop and music. I'm not just here for money. I'm not. I'm not here for money. I'm here for the passion. I, I could tell. Uh, the further we get into this conversation, they'll realize that statement you just said. I'm not here for just the money. Yeah. When we get into this conversation further, they'll understand what that means. London. Now, when did you start to see some real traction in London? Um, I think the first traction came when I. Went on to SBTV, bless his soul, rest in peace, Jamal Edwards. Mm-hmm. He was a great um, camera director who would, he had his own channel platform called SBTV and he shone a lot of light on like all the artists coming up in the UK, especially Ed Sheeran. Like, mm-hmm. um, okay. yeah, yeah, he's he's the one that put Ed Sheeran on, really. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a few other people you probably wouldn't have heard of them, but Stormzy, Stormzy definitely yeah, put Stormzy on. Um, Skepta, yeah. like if you go back, you'll see he's been doing this for a very long time, and he used to be an MC, but mm. he thought there's nothing for us, so he come behind the camera and mm. started to be that person for the people. So yeah, it was SPTV that really mm-hmm. set set it for me, and then after that, it was Tim Westwood's Ladies Night. It was like a lot of female rappers, mm-hmm. me, Linus, Nole, and we were just going bar for bar, going at it. There weren't nothing like that out there at that time, so everyone was loving it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I feel like, because I was the only Brummie mm-hmm. with, with the accent, everyone would be like, oh my gosh, like she's a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. all these Londoners, you know? So I think that's what really gave me a little bit of leverage, mm-hmm. my accent. Sometimes it, it might work for you or it might work against you. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're the... The outsider, they'll say, okay, come in, or sometimes they'll treat you like the outsider. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did feel that. I yeah. got, I had the balance of I was being embraced by few people, but then on the other side, I could feel, again, the energy. I could feel like yeah. they don't like me. And I remember there was one time, I'm not going to mention who, but there was a big rapper that wanted me to feature on his song, mm-hmm. and I spent all night trying to perfect this lyric. I'm thinking he's, he's like one of the biggest in the UK have this opportunity I've got to make sure every bar slaps so I'm there writing for hours you know all through the night go to the studio the next day record it we send it over the manager calls Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah we can't use the verse you know and my people are like why and he's like nah she killed it man It's, it's too much I'm thinking huh like that's that's like I've never heard anything like this yeah um and it made me think is this what music is like? Because that was my first, like, kind of... That was of, your first... My first taste First look of, behind yeah. the real curtain. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm loving it. Yeah. It's just this exciting journey, yeah. you know, when you're first starting out and everyone want, wants to work with you and stuff. So I just thought... It kind of disheartened me because it made me think, am I not good enough? But then they're saying I'm good enough. But yeah. I, I just didn't... Under, it was confusing yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So then I started... And it was a period where I started watering down my sound. Yeah, honestly, just from that, because I felt like I have to fit in. Mm-hmm. But then I got a sign from God and it was literally, it was just that light bulb moment was like, I don't want to fit in. Mm-hmm. I've got, there's, there's something in me. The reason why God has given me this talent is so I stand out. Mm-hmm. I can't be fitting in with these people. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was an eye opener that was. Yeah, at that time. And was there any other female MCs, rappers that you were connecting with at that time there? Yeah, there was a few. Um, Lioness, she's always been my favourite. Um, Shiesty as well. She mm-hmm. flew the flag for a very long time. Miss Dynamite. She's like one of the biggest female artists in the UK ever. Foundation. Um, and yeah, just, just growing up on these people and meeting them, mm-hmm. it's the best thing, man. Sometimes I tell you, you don't, don't meet your heroes, but... You know, I met some really incredible people that have inspired me mm-hmm. and made me who I am today as well. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. When did you put out your first recording? Now, when did you get in the studio and say, okay, now that fell through where you're trying to connect with the other rapper. When did you get mm-hmm. to put out your first record and say, here, I am now? I have no idea. I feel like because we're going so far back. and yeah. It's old age now. You get memory loss. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I genuinely yeah. can't remember. But I do know there was a period of time where 
Okay, my first mixtape was when I was 14 mm-hmm. and I recorded that myself. I mixed and mastered it. I produced majority of the beats. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like I was all doing this at 14 because we they, had a youth club. Could they still find that online anywhere? Yeah, you should be able to. It's called Needle in the Haystack. Um, so it really is a needle in the haystack right now. Yeah, this is yeah. it. This is exactly it. Um, yeah, and, and the pitch is so cringy. I've all got my <laughs> brother's dog bending down, trying to look like hard and stuff. It's so cringy. But back then I was called Lady Al. And I think that was my first CD. I printed them out. I put the got the um, the cover done and everything. I started mm-hmm. putting them on benches, on the back of buses. To the point where then I started getting phone calls. Oh, we found your thing on the back of the bus. We work at uh, a record uh, shop. Okay. Do you want to sell them in there? I was like, yeah, you can sell it for a pound. I don't mind. And they started flying. And I was like, and they asked me again, have you got more? And I was yeah. like, no. i got to go back to the youth club. <laughs> Little 14-year-old me. Yeah. Just riding my BMX to the youth club, going to print up some more. Because everything was free. So... A couple, couple of quid to pocket after these mixtapes were getting sold. I was nice getting yeah. my, my sweets and stuff, you know what I mean? You're hustling. But, yeah, I was hustling, man. I was hustling. But um, I did save majority of the money to then do my, my next session because I started to think, okay, people are listening to me now. I need quality. Mm-hmm. It's all good having the free, you know, the free studio time, but I need good quality mic. It's like mm-hmm. I already knew that. And the fact that you even had the foresight or even the understanding to yeah. know that this is what I'm going to need to move forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I think I think life's so beautiful because when you release something, we hold on to so many things in life, whether it's grudges, like belongings of someone's, <laughs> not naming no names, no shade, um, music. Like there's so much things we hold on to and, and we get, it's like we're scared to let it go or release it. And then as soon as you release it, it's like, the energies in this world, the universe, it just works in your favor, man. Mm-hmm. Trust me. So for me releasing that mixtape, it's like people were reaching out. I had like studio engineers. And that's when I went from the youth club to a proper studio. And I just never left that studio. And that was it. I just, I was just on go. He yeah. was letting me use it for free as well. So it was great. It was great. You said your original name was Lady L. Yeah, Lady L. So then where did you go from Lady L to Lady Alicia? Where did that okay. come into play? <laughs> so when I was 16, mm-hmm. um, I did like a, a garage song called Lady Alicia. You don't want to battle with Lady Alicia. And it kind of, like, that was like my, as soon as everyone saw me touch yeah. mic, they would say Lady Alicia. So it was kind of like a little four bar sing along thing. Mm-hmm. And because it popped off so much in Birmingham, I thought, I can't be Lady Al anymore. It doesn't have the same ring. I need more syllables. Yeah. So I thought Leisha, but then Leisha didn't look good. So I was mm. thinking, I'm saying sure. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it like weird. L E S H U R R and it kind of stuck. That was it after that. You know. But with that, I'm pretty sure you've heard a million different pronunciations of your Yes. Yes. Big hook in me. Yeah, but yeah, I've heard many, many, many like leisure, 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 Latifah. Like it's actually crazy. Lanzarote, all of it, man. I've I've heard a lot. It's mm-hmm. crazy, but you're probably one of the few so far that's been able to pronounce it properly. Okay, where the camera's on, I'm going to tell you. Listen, I've been practicing your name in my mind. 
all day. I said, I'm not making her walk in the studio and I'm not becoming her victim today. Not today. Because <laughs> I got the camera on, you listen, know. You know listen, what time it is when I, I got listen, the camera on. I know you know. <laughs> I said, not today. I'm going to practice, practice, practice. Practice, okay. I'm not going to read your name because I know you purposely spell it this way to throw yeah. us off. I said, I'm not reading it. I'm spelling it wrong in my notes and practice, practice. Bam. Give you the yeah. intro. If yeah. I say two more times for the interview, I'm still good. Yeah. I introduce you properly. That's all that matters, right? You got it, man. You got it. I'm very impressed. I'm not going to lie. Very Sometimes. Impressed. You know what I mean? What I, what I tell people is this. If I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with you, mm-hmm. it's your time as well as my time too. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that we're having a good conversation and you know that I'm really into whatever you're doing. So you can say, okay, it's not just a run of the mill. Hey, yeah. what are you doing for 2024? Oh, okay, this, uh, you know, those ones yeah, there? Yeah, them dry the freak interviews there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, that's that's not my style there. So, okay, so you have your name now, all right? Mm-hmm. What was your, did you, did you continue recording under this name now or what did you do once you had your new name now? Um, yeah, I started recording under Lady Leisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, it just stuck. It's a natural thing. Like, mm-hmm. if things go, don't force it. And if it, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, when they get nicknames, other people are calling them that. Like, they they just randomly get the name and then mm-hmm. it's stuck. So, yeah, it kind of stuck with me. And I just ran with it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know you were you were around the early time of grime. A lot of people refer to you as the queen of grime. Really? Yeah. I wow. I, I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's overwhelming. I'm not going to lie because there's a lot of female rappers right now. They're like at the screen because they're like, what? <laughs> me from Little Birmingham, you know. Mm-hmm. But um appreciate that. I don't yeah. know who calls me that, but I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard many people call you that, the Queen of Grime. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lie. Yeah, because you're now, Grime is just really taken off. You're just taken off too. When do you get that real... What was that first spark for you then? Um, the first spark. I mean, it's very weird because I feel like, it, was it even called Grime when I started doing Grime? I feel like the me- the media definitely named mm-hmm. it Grime mm-hmm. and it just went from there. But I've been doing it for a very long time and... Even like Wiley used to put on a show. You must know Wiley, innit? Of course. Yeah, of course. Wiley used to put on this show called Esky Dance. Mm-hmm. And um, he invited me down to that with a guy called Vader. Big up Vader because he mm-hmm. really, really helped me through my career. Um, and we done like this back-to-back thing. We were like the first people to do like a four-bar back-to-back, a, a girl and a, a guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what really, that's when I started to see like, whoa, people really love this stuff. We started mm-hmm. getting booked. Yeah. To, to do it as well so I think that's re- what really sparked it going to these proper proper grimy grimy events yeah. and everyone is from London and we're the only Birmingham people you know Yeah. Um, and then as time went on it's really hard to, to think back I just feel like it's I've been doing this for like 50 years and it's like I'm like back in my yeah. day I feel like I'm in that <laughs> mode right now back in yeah. um but yeah, there's been a few peaks when I think about it. It's been a few peaks in my career where it's like, whoa, I've gone viral. And then it's like, but not everybody knows me. Mm-hmm. But then, I, whoa, I've gone viral again. And one of them was Look At Me Now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not grime, but that's what really put me on the map. Like, because it's a cover. I'm spitting fast. I'm a female. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just, just went 
absolutely wild. Because I know that was one of your signature style was spinning really fast. Mm. That was that was probably your intro in the game was okay. This is the girl from Birmingham that spits fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so mad because I don't even do that anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not sure why I stopped, but I feel it was just an error in me. And because I'm, I've always been a grime girl and I used to spit on drum and bass and jungle and that, so it was just a thing being able to balance the bit of the two. Like mm-hmm. showing that I can spit fast, but I'm also talking about something when I'm rapping fast, and mm-hmm. it's like a party trick. You know what yeah. I mean? It's literally <laughs> like a party trick. Look so, what I can do. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I didn't want to just be known as the girl that spits fast. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to sacrifice that mm-hmm. to to enable people to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. People say, "Oh, she just spits fast. She can't even yeah. hear her." Yeah. But yeah, now they know like, you're not saying anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But um, that's why I always put my lyrics in the description of my YouTube videos, you know. Mm. Every single one without fail. Because yeah. I, I want people to understand I'm actually saying stuff, you know. <laughs> I'm really be spitting out here, y'all. <laughs> okay. Where was where did the light bulb go off in your mind now mm-hmm. for Queen Speaks? Because I know <laughs> this masterpiece is what came out of all of this you were going through. So then how did you get to there when i got to that point where i actually started loving myself i started using snapchat now back then snapchat wasn't popping how it is now okay i think it had only it had been launched from before but it was a sex app i swear and then they <laughs> what? I swear down that's why they used to do like the three second pictures and stuff because mm. it would disappear yeah i'm yeah. sure i read somewhere it was like a like a only fans kind of app where things would disappear if you send yeah. like news and stuff like that yeah. So I think when they rebranded it, I started using it heavy in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was using it, being funny on there, just banter and whatever. And I started to notice the engagement was getting up higher, higher, higher. And people were loving what I was talking about, mm-hmm. loving me as a person. Like, I'm just being Malisha now. So they're like, oh, you're so funny, da, da, da. So then I started creating characters. And I created one character called Leon, the bad man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a South London rapper yeah. in a grey tracksuit, and people loved that. Then I created another character called um, Auntie Sandra. She's got like a blonde bob with these glasses, specs. And you're doing this on Snapchat? I'm doing all this on Snapchat. I do. I've done about six characters on Snapchat, and I yeah. think this is what um, sparked the Queen's Speech series because mm-hmm. it's like people are laughing at me. Like, imagine if I start doing this in my bars and like. Writing funny, and I started thinking, hmm. But then I didn't pay no mind. And then I was watching a lot of battle rap at the time, a lot of uh, Queen of the Ring. Um, mm-hmm. oh, what's the other one as well with the guys? That's Don Smack, Marco. Smack, um, Smack, Smack yeah, 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 all of that. URL stuff. and stuff, yeah. URL. So I was watching a lot of battle rap. I'm very, I'm very fascinated with battle rap because that's where yeah. Eminem came from. So yeah. I just would look at the girls and think they are so cold. But if they just made a song where the bars are just for the verses and are just slapping you in the face and then they just break it down in a nice melodic chorus, mm-hmm. you, you're gone. That, that's what I'm personally thinking. I'm yeah. thinking this is like, this is top tier material and all they need is a, a catchy beat, a melodic chorus and and, and sick bars mm-hmm. for the verse. So... That those two things, the Snapchat thing with the banter and the battle rap is what merged and made me think, oh my gosh, 
I need to do that. Yeah. Like, it needs to be me. Like, I need to come back. People know me to be the fast, aggressive spitter, but I want to come back as the quirky, the playful spitter now. Mm. You know what I mean? I need to I need to come back different. Like, whoa, Leisha's actually back. I don't want people to be like, oh, yeah, Leisha's back, man. She's still sick and that. I want people to be like, raw, Leisha is back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's that's where it come from. Mm-hmm. Because even, so then how did you even come up with the concepts of the videos? Because did the songs and visuals come out at the same time or song first and then visual after? Yeah, so it's so weird because um, it was very spontaneous. I'm very quick with things and random. Mm-hmm. So this is sporadic. Basically, I went to the studio. I'd already written Queen's Speech 1. I went to the studio and we recorded it. And I tweeted during the recording, can anybody come down and shoot a video? I was just literally on it. I just thought, let, let me yeah. just get this popping now. So um, someone reached out and I was like, oh, yeah, just come down to such and such. And they met me with their girlfriend. It was so awkward. <laughs> but anyway, we're all sitting there. I'm recording, whatever. And then as soon as I recorded, I was like, do you want to come shoot the video downstairs in, in the car park? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. So I was just like, all right, all you need to do is basically... Um, just keep it rolling. Don't cut it. I just want to. I just want a one take. Start at the bottom on my shoes. I got my name on my shoes. Just start off like that, and then boom. Just every time I stop, stop. Every time I walk, walk. So I kind of prepped him, and I did want things popping up and that. But at that time, he didn't have those skills in it. Um, but. That's like probably one or two things that pop up on Chris Yes, on, I, you could see it thing. gradually. Yeah, starting to pop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but by the time we got to like. Queen's Speech 4, mm-hmm. he was ready, man. Yeah. He, we got him on like a, a course and stuff so he knew how to make things proper. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, he's proper efficient. You could see the camera shakes, as you said, the one take. The signature that you guys always did was as soon as the song is almost done, you go down, come up. The first ones you were putting on your crown. And yeah. then the second, the, as you went on a bit further, it was the glasses. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you see the first one now with the crown, Okay, it's like almost like you didn't perfect the style yet. When the camera went up to you, you still had your, your hand on the crown, so you're dancing around. Yeah. So you see by the time you got to number four and you put on the glasses, you didn't see your hands there anymore. Your hands yeah, were down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, It's I different. <laughs> and it's so mad, you know, because every single Queen's Speech has been shot. So let me, let me, let me break this down. So Queen's Speech 1 was shot in one take. Mm-hmm. Queen's Speech 2, we took two takes and we used the second one. Queen's Speech 3, we, sh- we used the third one. And then it got to a point where I got, um, what's it called when you have to do something? Because it's like a, a routine now. It's not PTSD. Mm-hmm. Or oh, um, obsessed, um, OCD. OCD. Yeah. I had OCD. I was like, listen, we have to use the fourth take for Queen's Beach Four. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that the first, second, and third one is trash. So we use the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Like we kept going up and using that one, and um, we just stuck with it like that. So yeah. that's another fun fact, actually. Yeah, no, those, those <laughs> were crazy. And what's even crazier, boss, is if you look at the the people in the background. You guys just went in the middle of the road mm-hmm. filming these videos. People are trying trying to drive by. A guy looking out the window, seeing what's going on. Yeah. It was so crazy. And especially now, number four yeah. was, was your breakout. So the people that you gave the toothbrush, brush your teeth, I guess you gave to them from the third before. Time you, you <laughs> the third time round. The third time round. Because the first time, yeah. there was a lot of traffic. Um, that road that we was on was very, we were brave to go on that road, you know. Yeah. like Everyone in London knows what road that is. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very busy road usually. Um, so on the third one, 
they literally didn't know he was recording a video and stopped us whilst we were doing it. So we were just like, do you want to be in it? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, here, you take these toothbrushes yeah. and what we're going to do is we're going to wrap, wrap, wrap. And then when I get to you, yeah. just go like this, just wind your window yeah. down and do that. So a lot of people think my videos are stage, man, but they're not stage. It's like yeah. we'll meet people on the go and then if they're involved, they're involved. So that's how that came about. Yeah, yeah. no, you could see that's real. That was real. This It didn't look stage because I said there was a guy there. He stopped trying to go around looking out the window, there's no way you could stage that. This guy's a random guy just coming up from anywhere. Mm, you know what I mm, mean? Mm. And it's number four is that really took off for you. Yeah, number four. It, ironically, number four was the last one that was meant to be written. Like, when I sat down mm -hmm. and realized I wanted to do Battle Rap with the quirky playing fullness, I, I said I want to do four episodes and that's yeah. it. That should be enough. Um, so when that popped up, it's like, I got to keep it running now. Yeah. I can't stop here. <laughs> I got, yeah. like, this is a formula, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't stop it. So, yeah, that's that's it. I wasn't number four in a Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, it was on the city. It was just before the Super Bowl. So it was on the Samsung advert, which was crazy, actually, because I remember they emailed me mm -hmm. like five, six in the morning because I used to always be up mm -hmm. all types of times. And I just noticed it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But they were asking for it urgent. Like, have you got a music video? Da, 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 da. And my guy wasn't up, the videographer. He wasn't up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what do I do? I was like, I've got the beat. Do you want to send the beat? Because they wanted to use my actual video. And that would have been great. But I'm actually glad they didn't, you know. Because okay. a lot of people thought I was white. A lot of people thought I was a white girl, you know. Okay, so you think you <laughs> tricked them. I did. Into... So you, that was a cheat code for 100%. the game? 100%. Like, I just let the vibes run. Yeah. He wasn't up. I didn't send the music video. I sent the track. Yeah. They ended up using the track. And so many people were Googling, trying to find out who this girl is to see what I look like. Yeah. So it just made the views go up as it was. Um, obviously, the, the advert definitely done bits for me. Like, mm -hmm. coming on before the Super Bowl is huge because every single artist you can imagine, athlete, like everyone you can think of in America is watching it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the calls were nonstop. Because it was that when you got docs with your phone number? What's this now? Docs, when they were actually, somebody was giving out your phone oh, number. Oh, that's that you're talking people. about, yeah. <laughs> no, that was 2012 when uh, Look At Me Now was on Worldstar. Mm. Someone was putting my number up yeah. and then um, someone from New York, uh, Atlantic Records, they must have saw my number and called mm -hmm. me. That was, yeah, that was 2012. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Because I know you, going to get back to that, but you brought up Atlantic. They flew you out for a conversation mm -hmm. about signing. Mm -hmm. Can I talk to me about that? Mm -hmm. Boy, um, yeah, so I can't remember his name, but I, I went out with my manager at the time to New York. Mm -hmm. they, they kept calling me one time, and I just thought it was a joke. Yeah. And it turns out that they, it was real, so they flew us out. And then we're in the meeting now, and he's literally just saying, okay, let me hear your music. So I'm playing him all my music, you know, all the best songs. And he, he seems like he's feeling it. Like, so I'm excited. I'm thinking, this is, this is my first opportunity. I've never really been in this position before. And um, the conversation just changed. It was very weird. Mm -hmm. But the conversation just switched to, 
do you like Nicki Minaj? Would you go against Nicki Minaj? It's all about Nicki Minaj. It's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, you got the wrong one. Like, no, I'm not here for that. Um, and then he's just like, okay, we'll pay you to do a diss track to Nicki Minaj. We'll pay you. And I'm looking at my manager. I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is weird. Yeah. Now, my energy radar is it's out the peaking. roof now. Yeah, it's shaking now because I'm thinking, nah, this is this is weird, man. Mm-hmm. They've brought me all the way over here for this. So I just kept saying, nope, nope. Like, I rate her. I don't go at female rappers. I don't even know her. Like, this doesn't make no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just kept, like, writing different figures and pushing them to me, you know. And the way he was doing it was very smug. It was like, let's see how much I can buy you for. Do you know what I mean? Buy the cattle for. Yeah. Yeah. What's, your, what's your price? Yeah. like, And I just thought, no, I genuinely felt offended. Like, you're offending me right now. You can't. I'm not one of those people that care about money, you know. You mm-hmm. can. I've turned down million pound deals. I do not care. Like, I genuinely don't care. If the energy's not right, mm-hmm. I will not be right. And that's it. Like, you can't expect me to create when there's, there's bad energy mm-hmm. or, or I feel a certain way. It's just impossible. So I always go by that because I believe that genuinely is my gift. So yeah. I have to always follow that. Um, so, yeah, he just kept going up with the price, going up. And he went all the way up to 250K. And best believe, yeah. when I was on the plane back, I cried my eyes out 100% because all I'm thinking about is getting my mom that house that I promised her. And I'm thinking, was this was this my chance? And I've just blew it. I didn't tell no one. I didn't, I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. I just thought, I can't let them know this. They're going to yeah. be like, what are you doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Cuss yeah. me out. But I thought, you know what? This is a test. Mm-hmm. This is a test to see if I would take that and go the fast route. Because look, fast forward, then Nikki is embracing me, you know? Like, she would never have done that before. She saw that I was doing all of that. Yeah. Like, it's real, real meets real, man. She's a Sagittarius as well, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we, we, we do things from the heart. We don't mm-hmm. do things for money, man. Nah. Because talking about money, because I know you had a few more deals that you were approached by Timberland. Yeah. Kanye West. Yeah. Um, there's one more name that you had seen to Young Money. Yeah. Had approached you. And clearly, it's not about the, as you said, it's not about the money. What was the biggest deal that you had on the table that you had to turn away because this didn't sit right in your soul? It's the million pound one. Million pound. Yeah, that. Uh, there was a time when there was like ten record labels um, on the table. It was like a bidding war, and I got. I was. I done all the the UK labels wanted me, and then I flew to America. A majority of them wanted me here. Epic. Um, I don't want to say it, everyone because then you'll probably find out who you offered me the million, but. Um, the one, the one that offered me a million, it was kind of like a free six. It was a three hundred and sixty deal, and a lot of it was very eighty twenty. And I just thought, yeah, it seems good now, but then you have to pay tax. You got to pay studio, the stylist, makeup, hair, management. By the time you look around, you're probably only gonna have hundred k in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> probably you probably you know owe I mean? if you if you're yeah, you if you're not really know what's going on. This is it. So my thing is, it's not about the money. And anyone that is watching this has to understand, like anything they do in life, don't expect to be paid for it. Like, of course, understand that you are 
bad at what you do. You're sick at what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get it twisted. But don't always expect to come somewhere and get paid for something because you don't know that one thing that you end up doing, someone is there that that can take you to the next level and they've just seen your work, you know what I mean? And that that's how I go through life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I try and take every opportunity. I'm here right now in Toronto because I've took an opportunity, do you know yeah. what I mean, to see what's going on here, yeah. get a studio with people, meet and people. And I get to sit and talk with you. Yeah, this is it, this is it. So, yeah, yeah man, you got to take the chance. Your journey is this wide, all right? Because of time, I'm going to make it this wide. I got a couple more questions mm. before I get you out of here. Because what you've spoken about and how in-depth you started to go, I've seen many interviews, you know, but I knew that there were certain things that I needed to go further with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you went further and you're very open and honest about it. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Because definitely, as I said, you're a radio presenter, TV, movie. Because remember, the first place I think most people seen you was in a movie yeah. about a, a drug dealer from Birmingham. Yeah, one A-one? day. One day, yeah, one you know day, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so then that was really your thing before you even got into the music and stuff like that. So, okay, Queen Speech Out, you're doing crazy stuff. Do you sign to Sony at the same time here now? Uh, one day. No, after, no, this is, we're going back to the music here now. When you did um, Queen Speech, was this around the same time when you got signed to Sony? No, so I done Queen, Queen Speech 5 and, no, Queen Speech 2015. 6. And then I signed. On six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of it was was um, under my label, Unleashed mm-hmm. Records. Ah. So you're controlling all of those big songs that you put out? Yeah, man. I mean. If, if you know what kind of power and gift that is, you have no clue. Because some of these people with the biggest songs in the world have zero control over them. Now. I know, I know. Yeah, zero. Thing. Yeah, I learned I learned the hard way and I, I watched a lot of Tupac interviews, a lot of J. Cole interviews and just understanding that your masters, like you should be the master of your own masters. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like don't be a slave to them. Mm-hmm. And and so I've always I've always had that that mentality as far as you put you put this is your soul, this is your art. Don't sell yourself short. Hold them mm-hmm. like like it's your family, you know? Like you gotta hold that, them. That's your. This is your baby that you put out into the mm-hmm. world, and 100%. it's gonna grow, and it's gonna move to whatever country it's gonna move to, and do whatever amazing work it's gonna do. Exactly, exactly that. So, that's why I decided to take it into my own control and yeah. create my own record label, so I can release all these songs. On, that's you know? amazing. That you have control over those. Thank you. And you know I mean, what came first, R.I.P. or D.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> okay. Now this is where oh, we're, you're yeah. no longer showing the, you're no longer showing the, the fun bantering style. Mm-hmm. You've now got serious. As you said earlier, you put on the war suit. Mm-hmm. When you see you in the camo yeah, yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. this on. It's a problem. <laughs> 100%. What, problem. where did this, this, cause this is years after the fact. Why do you decide now to put out the diss track? Well, I think I'd done a song called On The Road and there was something in that song that said person <laughs> did not like, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to create a diss track, put it online, and then everyone was tagging me. So I waited. Mm-hmm. I didn't put anything out. I wasn't even thinking about writing anything at this point. I just thought, oh my gosh, here we go again. You know what? 
now I feel like I'm getting bullied because I don't do the Twitter Twitter talking and all that. Like you can do all of that. That's not my world. Mm-hmm. I just thought it's January. Her birthday is coming up soon. The rest is history. <clears throat> Listen, that song there, boss. <laughs> this is when we know. Okay, <laughs> this girl right here isn't playing. But okay. You put out that one there. That was cool. Listen, let me show you how evil you are. <laughs> okay? The next one, okay, we're going to... Evil in a good way. Uh, no, no, no. This evil is evil. This way. is evil. <laughs> this is 48 Laws of Power evil. All right? The next this song was D.I.P., right? D.I.P., yeah, that was uh, 2019. Oh, I can't even remember, actually. Okay. When was that? 2020? Listen, you were dissing her. You dropped it on her birthday... To tell her that you're going to diss her on her birthday. How evil do you get? How evil do you get? No, tell me, how evil do you get? You see, I don't really, I don't really think like this. Like, hearing it, that's, that is really bad. <laughs> but that's, what, that's what happened, though. That's actually really bad. Like, I've ruined her birthday. Both of theirs, because that's what I did with the first one. Mm. But that's because everything I do... Mm-hmm. I'm not a calculated person in life, but when it comes to music, mm-hmm. I'm calculated. Okay. Like enough. everything you see down to what I wear, mm-hmm. everything I do in my music videos is a reason. So if you look at RIP, I'm doing this in the thumbnail. You look at DIV, I'm doing this in the thumbnail. I want to make sure people understand mm-hmm. this is the formula if you if you come when it's battle time and rattle the bear. Yeah. yeah? Because you got the unleashed. The unleashed series is mm-hmm. the fast, aggressive, but at the end you have the the soft, poetic, kind of malicious thoughts. But with like these ones <laughs> yeah. That's like you don't want to see me in camera. You really mm-hmm. don't. You really don't. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, like I said before, I don't really like to come for female rappers. Like, if you haven't done me nothing, I don't need to come for you. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't do the Nicki Minaj this. I, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. But if people are coming for me and then I feel like I have to defend myself now because everyone online is talking and mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, you meant to be this, you meant to be even certain people was like, you meant to be the queen of grime. Yeah. You're not responding. I weren't gonna respond, you know. Yeah. I really actually wasn't gonna do DIV because I didn't know the girl and I had no problem with her. She she somehow reason had a problem with me and I just didn't get it. But then I st- all my Birmingham people was just like leash. You gonna let her do you dirty like that? And I had to think about it, you know, for a very long time. Yeah. And I think it was October. It was October when when I saw that she done what she done to me mm-hmm. and I was uh, I just got an award from the Queen so I was celebrating yes, so she B-E-L. done me dirty on that day don't get it twisted <laughs> I was celebrating in a mansion gassed up yeah. feeling like I'm little Wayne waking up to a six bedroom mansion just mm-hmm. shooting a video and just celebrating life you know what I mean and I wake up to that I'm like this is how it must feel <laughs> this is actually how it must feel yeah. I thought yeah yeah alright alright okay yeah it's out. <laughs> Where's her birthday? Yeah. <laughs> December. Yeah. Swear down, you're Sagittarius. Like two days after me, I've got time, mm. and so it happened. But again, I'm calculated when it comes to music. But mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't care when it comes after music. Like I can smile in anybody's face mm. after it. It's up to them. They. It's a them problem if they got a problem. I do not care. Yeah. Like it's music for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's music. <laughs> no. Talking about Nikki, Nikki brought you out. 
two of her shows, the Birmingham one. What was that like now to really come out? And it was, you were singing, you were singing Queen's Speech number four when you came out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. What was that like now coming? Yeah, if it was London, it would be cool and everything. But your home court, what was that feeling like in here? Knowing that Nikki, the Queen, Nicki Minaj brought me out yeah. on home court, boss. Mental. It was, wow. I was having this conversation today as well. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that's got to be one of the most surreal times because I doubted myself. Mm-hmm. And then I left Birmingham to make a name. And then Birmingham was was supporting me again because it's like, that she's one of us. And then people would just, they they wanted it to happen so bad. Bring Leisha out, bring Leisha out. Everyone's just messaging Nikki. And I don't know, for them, I felt like I wanted to be them in that moment because they must have been gassed. Like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. It's, it's actually happening. Like, yeah. she brought her out. For me, that experience was crazy because mm-hmm. I didn't um, meet her before the show. So it was literally a freestyle thing. It was literally, I just had to get ready yeah. and just make sure you deliver. Don't mess it up, Leash. Like, I literally was like, yeah. please don't mess it up. So when I heard dun dun dun, I'm like, oh my God, it's time. I'm coming out now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the whole crowd is like, Rah! like, I could not even focus because this is my first time meeting Nikki. Like, I've seen her around, but this is my first time meeting her. So I'm walking towards her, trying to keep it professional. And then there's a part where I say, bruh. (laughs) I literally meant that, bruh, you know. I meant that, bruh. We hugged and I said, bruh. Like, this is mad. This is actually happening. Mm -hmm. And so we're walking. That empowering walk, that strut that she does. And it all looks like we've had a whole rehearsal. Mm -hmm. It just it it just all made sense in that moment. It's just that that Sagittarius energy was just lighting up the stage, man. It was it was incredible, and I always always have to give her a props, and just just for not only just giving me the opportunity to to come out on a show. I think it's it's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. I think it's just proving that you don't have to go the other way. Like a lot of female rappers have gone different ways with it she's an entrepreneur as well perfume she song writes she raps she acts she sings like and she don't care to say something online she'll badge you off online and not care and, and i think people are very scared about that to rubbing people the wrong way and stuff and she's finally and i know like there was there's probably been a stage where she felt like she had to be that clean polished artist yeah. but it's now now it's like she don't care and when you don't care that's when you shine yeah. the most it is what it is yeah yeah so yeah my big up nikki man yeah and then you guys linked up a couple years later for um she invited you to the remix fine oh, night yeah. yeah you yeah. know what i mean this was her yeah. and skeng originally had skeng had the song then he got nikki onto the remix and then nine of you guys came what was that like now when you got See. the call to be on this song Yo, I didn't even get a call, you know, I got, I got, I got a little DM, you know. But you know what, the DM, the DMs yeah. are lit though because, you see me, I'm not really good on calls and phone calls and I'm really not, like I prefer to just, you know what I mean, text. Yeah. But I see the DM come through and I was just like, <laughs> my mouth was like, no. <laughs> because I'd I'd been in retirement, like yeah. I, I'd, I had a writer's block, I'd stop writing. I don't think I'd even put my my phone like doing any notes, yeah. rapping or anything like that. I hadn't done that for time. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, like 
this is a sign from God that I need to continue with my journey. Um, so I said, yeah, I'm going to get that to you in an hour. And I literally just got, she sent me the link, yeah. was playing it, wrote it, called up my studio engineer, are you free? It's like three in the morning, are you free, are you free? <laughs> like, I, need to, I need to record. Mm-hmm. She recorded it the next day and I sent it to her and I was just like, wow, man. Like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, it might not come out as well because you always got to, can't expect everything. Do you know what I mean? There's always complications sometimes. So I was just thinking, let me not get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a word, a soul to nobody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, eventually it came out. And I remember I woke up as well. I was wiping the crust out of my eye and I'm like, huh? Yeah. It's out. <laughs> what the hell? I had no idea. Yeah. And then I see she was trying to get me on the... um. She had an Instagram live because she was uh, speaking to some of the mm-hmm. people that was on the uh, the remix, yeah. and me like an idiot. I never go sleep early, you know. But I thought, yeah. let me get a, a nice early night tonight. I can't believe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy because I've always stayed up. I've always been a stayer upper because I know Americans the timing and the everything. Five hour difference yeah. generally between you guys. Yeah, man. I, I I definitely fumbled that day, man. I was screwing. I was like, the time I take my far south to sleep now. Look what's happening crazy but no man it, it was an honor to be on it like and saint kitts like it went number one in saint kitts as well it went number one in a couple places yeah. but i was just happy like uh, i think i was the only one from saint kitts on there i was That's flying crazy. the flag so yeah, yeah man big and i mean as i said your journey in this you've had some amazing highs and some devastating lows all in the same realm yeah Call entertainment music business. Mm-hmm. You understand, but yeah. even, even personally now too, twenty nineteen. Actually, I think today might be the five year anniversary yeah. of the passing of yeah. your sister mm-hmm. from breast cancer. Yeah, was she sick for a while, and you guys knew this, where this was something that just came up out of nowhere? Um. Yeah, so it's a weird one. It's it's a weird one because she knew that she had it, but she was petrified to tell anyone that she had it. So by the time that she blurted it out, it was like to one of my nieces, and then my niece told my mom. So she didn't even tell any of the adults. I mm-hmm. think she was just so scared that mm-hmm. she needed to tell someone, and by that time... Unfortunately, it was it was too far in, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like I I was, I just remember that was probably one of the worst. Yeah, it was the worst time of my life because I had to do. I was booked to do all these shows that I couldn't get out of. I signed all these contracts to do all these big campaigns and cream adverts and stuff like that, and I could not get out of this stuff. I was shooting for a TV show as well, and I was one of the team captains, and I was acting out of character. Like, literally, I was, like, snapping at people, and people did not know why. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I couldn't tell anyone. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't want to break down. Mm-hmm. So I was just acting out of character, and, you know, people were just didn't want to come by me, and it just started making me feel really bad. So I thought, you know what? I've got to tell, I've got to tell somebody. So I let one of the the guys know, but we still had to continue. You know, it's, it's what it was. I think it was post 
COVID, didn't it? COVID wasn't even activated then, was it? No, COVID, 2019 and then 2020 going into like the, the, the January, February is mm-hmm. when COVID really started. Mm-hmm. February, March is then when it really kicked yeah, off from there. Yeah. But yeah, we we just had to get stuff done. And so I think that's the, my biggest regret that being with a record label, mm-hmm. finally expressing to them, listen, uh, I need to have a break. Like I need to go and have a couple of months with my family. You know, um, they didn't understand it. They were like, okay, but when can you... They're just no empathy. And that is when it dawned on me. Like, people just do not care. Like, the people that you you believe to care about what you're doing, your craft, your art, your work, they should be caring about the mental health side of you as well and what your personal life... Because it all coincides how you will react or how you express on a song. So... That's, that's when it dawned on me that I'm in this alone, mm-hmm. you know? There's only, like, one person I could say that has been with me throughout this whole up-and-down, wild roller coaster, and that's that's my business partner to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else kind of deserted me. Everyone else just, you know, didn't have no support from, and, yeah, it was, it, it was a horrible time. It was a horrible time. Were you guys close? We wasn't... Cl- I wouldn't say we was close, mm-hmm. But that's my sister, do you know what I mean? And sister sister. Yeah, it's my sister. I grew up with I grew up with her. Like I've got many siblings, but I only grew up with Carmen, mm-hmm. Chantal and Errol. Mm-hmm. Um and Carmen, she taught me how to read. She was teaching me how to act. So these little things will be flashbacks that I'll never be able to forget. Like mm-hmm. Without these little stepping stones, you know, um, but yeah, it's it's crazy because she's got like eight kids. You know what I mean? She's left eight kids behind. Unfortunately, they've lost both parents, and and that's why it's it's been been a big pressure on yeah. me to have to just slow down on everything I'm doing. Like f- for once, stop thinking about yourself. Like stop thinking about music. It's time to come home. And so I had to make that transition of completely just saying no to everyone, taking the fall of not being able to get some income for a few months and just being there for my nieces and nephews who, you know, were spending their first Christmas without both parents, you know. So it was hard. Definitely, because, again, now we're here, I don't want... I just want to, I'm going to ask you, what's your plans for 2024? And I don't want to go any further because we didn't talk about the shows. We didn't talk about the bundle planting. We didn't talk about none of those. <laughs> no, <laughs> All yeah, right. Plenty. But again, that's for next time we connect. I really want to dedicate this conversation to the memory of your sister. Thank you. You understand? Yeah, I appreciate that. Because again, your honesty, your openness the way how you just flowed, your vibe is so crazy, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. I had a, an amazing time in this conversation. Thank you. You know so what I mean? Bad. It's been a good one. Been great. You understand? You're in Toronto right now, 2024. What's what's this year looking like for you? Because I know you're a planner. What's on your vision board? You think I'm a planner? I know you're a planner. I look like a planner to you. I know you're a planner. I'm actually terrible at planning. Like, I've winged my whole music career. 
And it's crazy because my poker face must be on point because genuinely, <laughs> yeah. I've literally just, I'm telling you now, if I actually had a plan mm. of what I, what I wanted to do, what I, I'm going to do, I probably would have been much, much bigger. But because I've just been, just been just riding, just yeah. flowing, going with the flow, jumping on covers just to keep in the mix. The Black you know Panther I mean? and all those good ones, yeah? This is it. Because at that time, when I was doing the covers, mm -hmm. my record label wouldn't allow me to release any original music. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of shelving me. And for me, it was like, okay, so you're going to just not feed my baby now. Like Now my baby is like going to die. Mm -hmm. I need to feed my baby by at least jumping on covers so people still know I'm about, I'm still doing my thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why that whole year of 2018, all you heard was cover after Covers. cover after cover and maybe one original song. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, I think 2024, I'm in control of my future, finally. You know, mm -hmm. so many trials and tribulations have happened in the past two years and it's opened my eyes up to the bigger picture and mm. that's just returning back to music because that's where my heart belongs as much as I've tried to avoid it mm -hmm. because I've had so much trauma so many people hurt me in it I tried to stay away from things that hurt me you know I think from losing my sister I didn't want to feel no more hurt so mm. I started to do things that were easy for me which is tv radio work mm -hmm. things that I don't even really have to it's more almost more structured where okay, yeah. you come in. This time, this leave, this is what you get. Exactly. And you know what it is, I'll be normal for it. Exactly. And, you know, and people are much more friendly in those industries. I can mm -hmm. tell you that for free. Yeah. But with music, you, there's just so much stress. And I just don't think I can handle it, man. Yeah. I just want to do the music and keep it moving. Yeah. I want to be 20-year-old leash again, <laughs> just having fun. Yeah. Dropping music and shelling down dances, and that's it. Go go to my bed. You mm -hmm. know what I mean. Keep it simple. That's it. That's yeah, life. I mean. Life is so simple. You're creative. You're creative at heart. So then, that's what you do. You want to create. Yeah. You don't want the hassle. This is it. I mean, that's all. If I want. the money comes along, cool. But I don't want the other stuff that comes with it. Exactly. You know what I mean? want peace. I'm at that yeah. age now. Well, I need peace and tranquility. Mm -hmm. That is what fills me with happiness, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, 2024, we're coming now. Yeah. We're coming. Coming. We're coming. Um, all right. I can't wait for you to really start releasing music again because I know for a while you weren't really releasing a lot of stuff. You're doing more, as you said, television, radio, a lot of guest appearances on TV and stuff. Like that. But definitely, I know what you bring to the table, and especially somebody like you in a TikTok era. You see you releasing music. It's like you were... You were a TikTok star before TikTok was invented. You were meant to be on a TikTok. Can I tell you something as well? I've got I've got a little theory behind TikTok, you know. Yeah. I could be I could be stretching it though. Yeah. But TikTok was called Musically before. Yes. And that's where I that's where I started and that's where all the Queen's speeches were blowing up. Mm -hmm. The one that just happened to blow up was the Queen's Speech 4 mm -hmm. where I mentioned TikTok. Now <laughs> that was actually the part that was getting done on all the musicals, the TikTok part. Mm -hmm. So when they rebranded, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I might be, I might be reaching here, but I, I could be yeah. a billionaire one day yeah. if I really do my research and see yeah. if there's something out of it. But no, I, I feel like there could be something in that why they rebranded it into that because mm -hmm. musically, I just remember I dominated that. 
and I had no idea how big it was. Like I was just posting things mm -hmm. and I couldn't understand how to get back in the app. And when I did, I just was seeing thousands and thousands of comments. I'm like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a little theory there. <laughs> hey, 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 we don't know because that style of pointing out things and all that, that became a TikTok style of Yeah, video. for real, so yeah. You were a TikTok star before TikTok was a thing. <laughs> Tell them where they can check out some of your music on social media, follow you, and all that good stuff. If you have anybody to big up, big them up before I get you out of here. Uh, so my Twitter is Lady Leisha, but I barely use it. Um, but you can catch me on Snapchat, which is It's Lady Leisha. Yeah. I vlog all my life on there. Okay. Um, my Instagram, I'm Lady Leisha, and my YouTube, Lady Leisha. Mm -hmm. That's it. Big up my mom, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just big up my mom. Yeah. For sure. Thank you for sitting down no and doing this. No you understand? Yeah. You know this conversation, I could tell them now. You know this conversation nearly didn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nearly but never happened, guys. She's really and truly when she tells you energy, she's not lying. She's really an energy person. We sat down, we vibe, we had a good vibe. Mm -hmm. Said, you know what? I'm ready. Let's do this. Couple of rare nephews. <laughs> you forgot that part. Big up Uncle Ray and big up Uncle Nephew. <laughs> yes. Get you know what I mean? In. Uh, you're but, good. Yeah. But thank you for making it happen. No, you're you welcome. You understand? You're welcome. Lady Lisa, Toronto loves you and they want to see you back to perform. 100%. We got to yeah. make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make that happen. 100%. We'll make it happen and you'll come back and we'll sit down and we'll finish. Now we'll get into your broadcasting your movies and all that good stuff because yeah. you have a boss yeah <laughs> holy smokes it's all good boss all right. big up yourself big up yourself too thank you guys for coming through and making it happen too you know what i mean but again thank you guys for doing this with me tonight you understand let me give you an outro and get you out of here all right yes, well ladies and gentlemen this is muscle and this has been another Two-Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out for now. Just for now, right? Just for now. Indeed. Bam. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.